You there, adventurer? Yes, you. Do you desire knowledge of immense worlds and arcane power? A codex of untold stories and lore? Or perhaps simply easy listening for your daily commute? Then feast your eyes, or more accurately, ears, upon Dungeonpedia. Shit's about to get nerdy in here. Hello everyone, and welcome to Dungeonpedia, an exploration into the lore of Dungeons and Dragons. We're your hosts, Lou and Markel. Taylor Stanfield. And I'm Travis Beasley. And we also just spent the first, like, 15 minutes before recording this. Fighting. And well, Pokemon Go. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's important that we make that distinction. Physically fighting each other. <laughs> yeah, no. I would win. Yeah, you would you win. You would win. Yeah, because you're the only one of us that... Works out. Yeah. Yeah. And also... Hey, I mean, I worked out like one time like three months ago, <laughs> so I would be next. Whoa, we got a badass over there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can I can squat like 30 pounds. I also have a weak <laughs> heart and weak joints, so I mean, like, congratulations, you guys will be beating up a, like, very weak person. <laughs> like taking candy from a baby. Oh. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I'm also very weak. I'm just also weak and can squat 30 pounds. <laughs> but yeah, we uh, we fought each other in Pokemon Go, and Lewin kicked my ass the first time and then got lucky the second time. Okay, and for my troubles, I got nothing but Stardust. And I got a Sin of Stone, so who's the real winner here, really? Really, it's you. I don't well, think I got anything from our battle. You know, or at least maybe it didn't pop up. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I'm sure, I think, because I think you're supposed to get something, like, even if it's just Stardust. <laughs> just Stardust. I mean, like that time that you sent us gifts while you were in Alaska and, from Pokemon Go, yeah. and all it was like six items, and all of the items were Stardust. Lame. <laughs> Listen, that was not my fault. That was Alaska's fault. Clearly. <laughs> the entire state of Alaska. The entire state of Alaska's responsibility. And the 10,000 people that live there. Exactly. I'm sure it's more than that. <laughs> I just was like, what's a small but like believable number of people that could live in a place? 10,000. But we played Pokemon and then we fake tested character voices, which was fun. So all in all, it's just been a very nerdy uh, morning for us. But also like... Just not not even at all productive. Yeah. Like, we've been sitting here about to record for, like, an hour. And before that, we were sitting in a living room, definitely not making progress on going to record or doing anything, anything. productive for, like, 737,438 people in Alaska. Thank you. Okay, well, apparently you're all responsible well, oh, for... Oh, now it's 49. Someone was just born. Welcome to the world. And you are responsible. So. You're responsible for the crappy gifts that were received... From, from Alaska. From Travis's uh, adventures in Alaska. His, specifically his Pokemon adventures in Alaska, because the actual gifts from Alaska were beautiful. Thank you, Alaska. Mm, I don't know. Uh, no, that was actually just me. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really like the soap, but whatever. I mean, that's fine. <laughs> no, I, I, did, I did like the soap. I rubbed it all over myself. <laughs> 
Okay, then. Well. That's how, okay, no. That was going to be a joke about, like, something that you wouldn't do that with, that you liked it so much, but then I realized it's that's, so, so. That's what you do with so. So it just felt like you were very creepily <laughs> describing how you used okay. the soap. Okay, the little, the bottle of gold leaf flex that you got me, I rubbed that all over myself, and then I ate the soap. Okay, that sounds more like Lewin. <laughs> and yet still vaguely creepy. I need to clean out my I insides. Mean, it's Lewin. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, there's all no... Right, I'm leaving. Oh, no, 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 come no. back, come back. Can, no. I, can I interest you to stay in a five-headed dragon? Will that, will that lure I you mean, back? A one-headed dragon is enough to interest me, but five heads? Yeah, let's do it. What about a zero-headed dragon? That's just sad. And yeah. a dead dragon. Yeah, that would make me want to leave, actually. Yeah. It depends. Depends on the dragon. Sometimes dead dragons are good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you could, I feel like you could worship a dead dragon. Yeah. Which some people do, actually. Yeah. Yeah, which I was going to say, I'm pretty sure people do. Yeah. And also, like, we'll talk about them a little bit a today. Por- a large portion of Eberron. Fair enough. Alrighty. Well. So you have a five-headed dragon on uh, on tap here. On on tap. On tap. On tap. Uh, yes, and not any, not just any five-headed dragon. Though I don't know if there are any other ones that were created that or that would not have been created by some kind of like fucked up ritual or science or something. <laughs> but what we're talking about today is a name that you probably recognize: is Tiamat. Oh, we have teased this before that yes, there we... would be a TM on episode. Yes. I didn't realize it was so soon. We have You say soon. It has been like I think several months since we first teased it. Okay. I mean, I feel like teased is also the wrong word. Because I feel like we just mentioned that, like, oh, yeah, Tiamat exists, and, and she's cool, so we'll probably do an episode yeah. over her one day. Tease is a strong word in that sense, but, yeah. like... We, T- have, we have mentioned her. Tiamat times. exists, and we, we've known this. this. Tiamat exists in the real world, oh, not no. just in Dungeons & Dragons. Oh, no. Actually, I hope she doesn't, because we'd be fucked. Well, I mean, you know, some people at various points in, in the world have believed that she did, because Tiamat was originally a mythological figure. Oh. Um, um, Tiamat was a Mesopotamian, I believe specifically Babylonian, goddess of the same name she has in Dungeons of the Dragons, Tiamat. Um, and she was the goddess of salt water. Nice. Specifically the sea. Also, you could simplify it to saying she was the goddess of salt, which is really funny. <laughs> um, and also, like, just kind of general in the way that gods are oftentimes, like, just, you know. The gods of, like, six different things. Yeah. So also, like, chaos and stuff. So salt, chaos, gotcha. Yes. Okay, well, she was just a salty person. Which, note that I said the word chaotic. Yes. Chaos, yeah. Right. Note that, just... She's chaotic, gotcha. Just think about that. Keep that in the back of your mind. Um, So, she was traditionally depicted as, like, a human woman. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's apparently debate... I didn't get too into this because this is just her... Well, I say just, but this is her real-world mythological origins... Which obviously differ from the and also and Dragons lore. Yeah, we're not a mythology podcast. <laughs> there is apparently debate in the Babylonian anthropological community mm-hmm. as to whether or not a draconic persona should historically have been attached to her. This one guy says that 
there's no correlation between the figure known as Tiamat and the like draconian figure. But two or three other people are like, no, you're stupid. She's absolutely also a dragon. Um, I, I like those people. But yeah, me too. But for our purposes, the fact that she has been associated so much with uh, a dragon persona, like it happened. So here right. she is. She was m- probably not married to, you know, because they were gods and stuff. They just kind of do whatever they wanted. Um, but she mated with Abzu, which mm-hmm. is a good video game, and also the god of freshwater. Oh. So, you know. But wait, those two can't intermingle. They but just they layer. They do at the at the at um, the mouth of, mouth the, of the rivers in Animal Crossing where it goes into the sea. And also in real life where it goes into the sea. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I <laughs> so, knew about the real life reference. I was not aware I mean it's not a reference. It's just rivers go to the sea sometimes. Yeah. All the time, I think. Or lakes. Anyway. I know nothing about river crossing. Animal crossing. Shit. Whatever. <laughs> river crossing. Travis doesn't know how to uh, get across a river. How do you get across a river? That's his greatest weakness. You just plop him in front of a river and he'll just lose his mind. He's like a horse. <laughs> Even if it's like right next to like a bridge, he doesn't get it. I have no idea how to cross rivers, dudes. Like, Isn't that like, oh, you're a vampire. <gasps> I Fuck. Oh, yeah. Running water. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. Okay, guys, we gotta go. No. Nope. We're in danger. It's too late. Fuck. Okay. All right. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so Tangents. she uh, mated with the freshwater, the god of freshwater. They intermingled and produced many children. They just had a lot of kids. Rivers. <laughs> no streams. Mouths. Rivers. Rivers and roads. What? What are? What are those called? The mouths of the river? Were they? Are they deltas? No. That might no be deltas else. like marshes. Is it? I think. <laughs> estuaries. Estuary. So, uh, are they estuaries? <laughs> that was a really dumb joke. Um, I mean, probably. Um, the, the two notable ones that I pulled for this uh, were described as being the beginning and end of the world. Oh. So, I guess she and, she and Abzu were kind of metaphorically like the grandparents of the world. Okay. Well then, I mean, I feel like it's meant in a in a sense that it's like, yeah, it's allegorical, but they also probably mean physically, like landmark kind of thing. Okay, yeah. Um, like, I mean, I don't know about like Mesopotamian like knowledge of the Earth, but like, I don't know if we had firmly grasped the concept of a globe at that point. I, yeah. Did they still believe that the Earth was flat? I don't um, know if they even put that much like effort into like thinking about that. They might have. They just thought that the Earth. Was there. Ended, ended somewhere. It was just like yeah. an end. I mean. Like the places you can't go in the video game where it's just like this invisible wall. Maybe. I don't know. I really I really don't know. But the, the point being is that Tiamat was kind of, I guess, like the granny. Okay. Of the world. Except she. Yeah. Granny. Yeah. Um, so, you know, some shit happened. And eventually another god uh, kills her. Because of a conspiracy that Abzu was also involved in. It was a whole thing. Um, But he kills her and uses parts of her body to form the world, which is a very uh, Eberron. Very Eberron. Very Eberron moment, if if I do say so. A little creepy. Um, It's beautiful. Which works because, well, yeah. It's creepy and beautiful, I think. Um, It also very much works for Eberron because in Eberron settings, uh, Tiamat is actually the daughter of Kyber, who was the dragon that was used to create the world. Yes. 
Okay. Fair enough. Um, quick sidebar. Um, he's in this episode a little bit, just because, of course, he is. Um, it's worth noting that Bahamut, who is Tiamat's brother, mm-hmm. shows up in uh, later, like, Islamic myths as a fish or a sea serpent that rests at the very bottom of the world, which is supported by other things betwixt them in a very turtles all the way down kind of way. Yeah. Um. So as far as I can tell, they never had any direct relationship in myths, like real world myths. Yeah. But they're both associated with like dragon sea monster moments. So Bahamut's here. Bahamut exists. Bahamut will always be here. So Tiamat appeared originally in Greyhawk in 1975, uh, not under the name Tiamat. Uh, she is referred to as the Dragon Queen or the Queen of Chromatic Dragons, or excuse me, the Queen of Chaotic Dragons. I believe she's also referred to as that former one, but um, she isn't specifically referred to as Tiamat, but when you consider that her appearance and her whole sitch in Greyhawk match her later depictions... Like, it's pretty clear that yeah, that's Tiamat. Tiamat. It's yeah. just not her name, apparently. And that she's not named particularly. Exactly. Which uh, Bahamut isn't either. So her appearance remains pretty consistent throughout. Throughout. So unless there's really something, you know, I will note that. But for the most part, it remains pretty consistent. She is gigantic and has five heads, which I'm sure everyone knows at this point. Um, one... You did tease it. I did mention that she has five heads. Um, one in each chromatic color, which is red, black, white, blue, and green. Okay. The red one's in the center. And she can use the breath weapon of each color. Um, she also has the body of a wyvern with a poison-tipped tail, like a scorpion, which is pretty cool. Nice. And opposing her is the platinum dragon. Spoiler alert, that's Bahamut. <laughs> and really, her, her whole sitch in Greyhawk is that she's the queen of the evil chaotic dragons, and her primary goal is to spread evil and fuck shit up. Okay, so... Cool. Yeah? You're a pretty generic bad dragon kind of thing. <laughs> I didn't Just... even mean to. <laughs> no! Not a sponsor. <laughs> I wish. Bad dragon makes the... Uh, Dragon dildos. Oh, oh. That's a nice... I didn't mean to. That's a nice motion you had to accompany that. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, but also, like, call us. Call me. <laughs> call her. Don't call us. <laughs> okay. Let <laughs> me recover for a second. Uh-huh. So, Tiamat appears first named in the 1977 Monster Manual for Advanced Dungeons and Dragons and is still referred to also as a subtitle as the Queen of the Chromatic Dragons. So she's pretty much the same. She's the same in appearance. Mm-hmm. Her her vibe, her MO is the same. But the additional detail um, has been presented that she rules the first layer of the Nine Hells. Oh, yeah. Which is referred to as Avernus. And it's through some kind of arrangement that she has with Ismodius, who is the Lord of the Nine Hells. So... There she hangs out, she guards the uh, only physical entrance to the next layer, which is known as Dis, which (laughs) is good. Um, And she also, quote, produces evil dragons and rests on a hoard of treasure. Very dragon-like. Yes. She, you know, rules Avernus, she hangs out there. 
And then furthermore, as is detailed in issue 38 of Dragon Magazine, she is an archdevil. Oh. Which means similar things to other devils that we've discussed in the past. Um, like she can only truly be killed if she is killed within the Nine Hells. Right. Um, it's also worth noting that this was in an article that was presented as a, po- as a proposal by the author, Leonard Lakofka. It was a good article. With a lot of interesting things, including the idea that she and Bahamut should be elevated to being considered as deities. Okay, so they weren't up until this point. Yeah. Because I've always thought of Tiamat as a deity. Yeah, which she is after this point. Also, this introduces just how much Tiamat likes to fuck. <laughs> oh. Hmm. Um, so as of as of this, she is waited upon by five consorts, hmm. which is one adult male of each of the chromatic colors. And they're not just her, like, fuck toys. They're also, like, you know, they're her personal guard, you know, and things like that. But also... They're her fuck toys. <laughs> they're her fuck toys. Huh. Which, like, you know, you know what? Get it, get it, girl. Get it, you know? Also, that's a five-headed dragon. Oh. A gigantic... Five-headed dragon. Well, they're also gigantic. Yeah, they're... they're I know, I'm just... Like, okay. How are you going to avoid all those heads? Maybe you don't want to. Oh. oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, the the dispute of, you know, the canon of things that are introduced in Dragon Mag, you know... Right. Uh, aside, she is finally named as a lesser goddess in the, I believe, what would be... Oh no, it's not. It's not Monster Man. Excuse me. Uh, in monster mythology, in '92, and kind of proposes an origin story for her. Mm-hmm. Um, so she is the asexually Zeusian created daughter of Io or Asgarath. Okay. Um, I believe he's referred to specifically as Io in this. Did we decide it was pronounced Io? Yes. Okay. Yeah. She encapsulates all of the evil within Io in the way that Bahamut encapsulates his goodness. Because, you know, Io has and is every alignment. Right. So Tiamat was the creation of, like, to purely express his evil, and Bahamut was the opposite. So she's described there as having spent many years on the prime material plane before retreating into the Nine Hells, uh, whereby the mythos of many different races claim she was banished, often by Bahamut with the help of, like, a sun god or something. <laughs> it's one of those things that, like, varies from race to race, though. Right. Like, I'm sure some some races largely believe that she just kind of fucked off to the Nine Hells for whatever reason. And then some races are like, oh, she was banished by the Platinum Dragon, you know. I mean, seems like it worked out in her favor if it was a banishment. <laughs> yeah, she's just kind of carousing <clears throat> down there. Curiously, she is lawful evil. She remains lawful evil, or I believe she is would essentially be neutral evil in a later edition, which we'll talk about later, naturally. Um, but she remains lawful evil pretty much for her entire... Weren't you saying that yeah. she's the... I mean, to be fair, that's from, like, real, real Tiamat. Okay, that's and fair. It, again, like, her her... Mythological origins and general emphasis on, you know, spreading evil, spreading chaos, and just kind of being a hedonistic bitch. (laughs) It seems like, it seems at odds with this. The only thing I can really think 
is that her her ability and like seeming willingness to play along with the subtle sometimes power games in the nine hells might be indicative of her lawful nature perhaps or it's just the good old if you followed a rule ever in your life you're lawful (laughs) one rule and you're lawful Um, this is one of those times where like i was able to like get by with the rakshasa like okay i can see where they're they're lawful because they follow their own laws that kind of thing i was able to get behind the uh the goblins of eberron yeah absolutely lawful I cannot get behind Tiamat, the chaos dragon, being lawful. I'm just, I, I think maybe maybe it's just me. Because to, to me, there's a very clear delineation between lawful good and chaotic good. And I understand what makes a character one of those and not the other. Right. But I feel like maybe when we get into evil, it just makes it muddy for me. I don't know. Maybe that's it. Maybe. Anyway, Tiamat remains to be lawful evil pretty much forever. I'm going to jump ahead briefly to campaign times, post-time of troubles, Forgotten Realms. Right. Wherein it talks about Tiamat infecting cells of the Cult of the Dragon, which for those uninformed was a cult founded by a guy named Samaster, which is a good name, um, who was one of Mistress Chosen and the cult worships Dracoliches, which is just the coolest thing yeah. ever. That's a horrifying thought, though. I mean... Draconic liches. <sighs> I God, mean... I mean, liches are bad enough. Liches are great. Then you throw in the whole draconic nature, and it's like, ooh. Yeah, so like not scurry. something you want to fuck with. Yeah, so post time of troubles, <clears throat> Tiamat decided that she was gonna take advantage of the chaos and basically that if she was gonna make any moves, she should make them right now. So she started sending followers into various cells of the cult of the dragon to kind of influence. Infect, yeah, and to to get them to to worship her, which is actually working. Oh, so so she's got a little bit of a following now. Yes. I mean, she's she's had, um, but you know, at that point in Forgotten Realms, she's also, you know, turning people who worship dead dragons into worshiping just a really scary alive one <laughs> with five heads. With five heads, always important. Like, just remember that she has five heads all the time. From this point forward, Tiamat is pretty much always considered a lesser deity. Um. And as we move into 3rd edition, uh, she's described only as guarding Avernus, specifically the passage into the second layer of the Nine Hells. Um, and the the layer is instead ruled by Bell, who is... He's, a, you know, he's, he's a, an arch... He's an archdevil, it's fine. Archdevil. And this might have also been the case in, like, Advanced Dungeons & Dragons 2, I think. But the wording was not as explicit as it is in 3rd edition. 3rd edition is like, this guy is in charge, Tiamat's just guarding the, you know, the lair, and also just doing her thing with the chromatic dragons. Why would she be guarding that? Um, I think, and this is something that is mentioned later, I think in 5th edition, um, that at one point she becomes imprisoned in the Nine Hells. Because of some specific part of, like, a contract stipulation that she had with Asmodeus. <laughs> like, 
when you when a company promises you tuition reimbursement, you just have to work for them for like a while. So yeah. Asmodeus is like, you said that you were going to guard the layer to dis for a hundred thousand years. I don't know. I don't know if that's how to, I don't know if that's how that arrangement works with tuition reimbursement. Don't, I dropped out of college. I'm sorry. <laughs> but so in, in later editions, she's in prison there. So that might be the case now. Or she might just find it to be an opportune position to get lots of because, food. like she's she's in good with as Asmodeus, you know. She she's got a lot of good things going for her. So yeah, she may as well make herself as like helpful as possible to further endear herself to them when she wants something. Yeah, like maybe maybe at this point to her it doesn't matter if she's the boss. Yeah, because she's has she has something good going. Yeah, because Tiamat's very she's very scheming. She's very sly. It isn't just like, you know, bust in somewhere and you know physically assert yourself. She's also very conniving. So there was an expansion released for third edition that introduced a bunch of like lore about different kinds of dragons and also I believe things about Dragonborn and also things that like you could do that related to dragons. So as a prestige class, uh, high-level clerics of Tiamat could become what was called an unholy ravager of Tiamat, which is a really good name for a class. And they were stated to act with all of the evil and ferocity of Tiamat, but none of the subtlety. (laughs) I Um, love it. And, you know, there were more supplements released that expanded on what it meant to be a worshiper of Tiamat. So basically, uh, and despite the fact that she's very dragon-focused, you know, like she's the queen of the chromatic dragons, she, you know, has a bunch of dragon babies and and things like that. Most, I say most, um, she also had a lot of humanoid followers because, I mean, I'm sure there there were plenty of, like, simple-minded people that were like, five dragon which would be me. <laughs> um, I wasn't going to make that joke, but I'm glad you did. I mean, I'm just, I'm going to own it. It's not even a joke. It's just true. So basically, all of her humanoid followers would gather in dank caves and they would complete sacrifices and present like whole dragon style treasure hordes to please their goddess. And this was also additionally often under the instruction of chromatic dragons that were specifically sent by Tiamat to teach them how to, like, worship properly. Oh, my God. And it was noted that often they would literally eat people in the congregation if they did something wrong. Oh, my God. (laughs) Which is really funny. Okay, then. (laughs) Like, imagine you're like, oh, yeah, I kind of want to check out this this Church of Tiamat thing. And you go and you're just sitting in the back and then... You accidentally sneeze. (laughs) And this blue dragon just fucking eats you. I'm like, this is not for me then. <laughs> the guy next to you is like, mm. and then he goes crying back to the platinum dragon. He ate my friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. People talk about bad church experiences, but dang. Um, <laughs> okay. So we've uh, spent some time talking about. Pretty, I mean, pretty early, earlier edition Tiamat stuff. Yeah. And also the established, you know, what was accepted at the time was that she was just, she was born from Io 
uh, you know, Bahamut was born from Io, and they didn't like each other because they were, you know, diametrically opposed. Right. But a supplement released called Races of the Dragon provides yes. a different and I think more expanded upon an interesting origin story, so to speak, for Tiamat and Bahamut. And we're going to talk about that after we take a break. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode thus far about Tiamat. Woo, woo. woo Tiamat. All five of them. All five, five heads are better than one. Yes, all five of her. Always. <laughs> but, uh... Real quick, if you can please follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, on Tumblr, wherever you so desire, at Dungeonpedia. That would be greatly appreciated. We post updates and funny things. Sometimes, sometimes we're funny. Uh, but if we you... We think we're funny. Yeah. Mm, I don't. you have anything more long form, such as like a suggestion or a comment or concern, what have you, you can email us at dungeonpedia.podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, you can definitely do that. That'd be nice. We like receiving emails. It's fun. It yeah. Is. Uh, you can also subscribe to us wherever you decide to uh, listen to us. You can get notifications that way, which sometimes is a lot quicker than waiting on us waiting to on us tweet. To yeah. Tell you because sometimes we just get busy and don't tweet until like six in the afternoon. Yeah. Remember to rate us and review us where you listen to us as well. Reviews is very appreciated. Rating us is awesome too. Mm-hmm. Tell your friends. We received some lovely reviews. Thank you. Hi, friends. Spread the word. That's also a great way to get our name out there. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure your friends want to listen to us. Do this. Do this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, big thank you to Alexander Nakarada for Ooh. our theme song, Blacksmith. Woo. I think. I think. You think? I think <laughs> we've covered everything. We need to get back to the five heads. Yes. Yes. All five of them. All five heads of Tiamat. Let's go. All righty. All right. Creation myth number two. Yeah. Well, I say creation myth. I mean, it's pretty much just, it's still like Io willed these people into existence. Dragons. But the uh, supplement Races of the Dragon, released in 2006, posits a dragonborn myth, because that was another supplement that was basically all about dragons and dragonborn and kobolds and stuff. But it posits a myth explaining why Tiamat and Bahamut hate each other so much besides the fact that they're diametrically opposed to each other exactly so in this myth io created a first child which in the last one he also had another first child who was kind of like the chaos but she didn't really play a role in much to do with her siblings so um but in this myth io created a first child named vorel which is the draconic word for beautiful okay um and this this child this boy this little boy was beautiful baby boy. Beautiful baby boy. Was indeed beautiful, but he was also very kind and simple-minded. No. <laughs> Unlike his then-going-to-be sister. Um, he then created Tiamat and Bahamut in their same, you know, dialectical opposition, evil and good, respectively, with the hopes that he could raise them together. And that their offspring would embody the perfect dragon he sought to create. Which, can I say... Nasty. That's kind of fucked up. Like, I mean, I well, I think it's a little bit that, like... I don't know. <laughs> like, having kids and being like, Alright, when you guys uh, are big enough, you guys are going to fuck and have babies. And like, but that's my sister. You're literally raising us to do... We don't get a say? Yeah. Like, it, it seems like kind of a... 
uh, I, I mean, I say rough, not rough and like Kalimvor rough kind of. I mean, isn't that basically what Adam and Eve did too? I mean, I never said that wasn't fucked up either. <laughs> maybe all mythology's fucked up. Yeah, maybe all of it's fucked up and so much of it just has... A lot of incest. It's just a lot of weird... Just so much incest. Just so much weird incest. I mean, we are all products of incest. Hmm. hmm. Yep. And also, specifically the incest of weird, lumpy fish creatures. Oh, yeah, <laughs> true. All right, we're going to take a break to go ponder our existence real quick. But, I mean, that's that just seems like one of those things that, like, Tiamat or Bahama would be thinking about, like, 2,000 years later and be like, hmm. That, <laughs> that was actually, fucked up. That was actually kind of fucked up. Better internalize that. Better not think about that ever again. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, it didn't work because... Tiamat. They fucking hated each other. Well, Tiamat and Bahamut did not get along. More specifically, Tiamat did not get along with Bahamut. And, and and then the thing is, is that really the source of it wasn't just their, like, very differing, like, base natures. It was also the fact that Tiamat was jealous. She wanted the attention of their, their father. Instead of, I'm guessing, the little... Instead Sweet of instead boy. of yeah, instead of Voral or Bahamut to have it, like she wanted the attention of their father. She wanted all of it. She had only child syndrome, being the second child or the third, whichever it was, or the both of them were the second. Because I believe Tiamat and Bahamut were created at the same time. Exact on time twins. Well, Tiamat's two minutes older, and she'll never let Bahamut forget it. Okay. So she sought to first drive a wedge between Voral and Bahamut. Right. Um, by conning the, oh, sweet, simple-minded Voral into destroying some of Bahamut's possessions. And that, that didn't work. Like, Bahamut was upset, but he, like, forgave his brother, and it was all fine. How how could you how could you not forgive a sweet little boy beautiful... Like, beautiful boy like Voral. Yeah. You know? And I think, it, I think it's funny because they framed it as being, like, you know, these, like, blessed items... But, like, <laughs> Tiamat tricked Voral into breaking her brother's toys. Like, let's be yeah. real. Like, that's how it happened. Um, I, I love dragon squabbles. I love this dragon family. Turns out dragon squabbles are the same as just human squabbles. Mm-hmm. Except they are a lot bigger and have more far-reaching consequences. Well? 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 Hmm. hmm. Let's not think about that too much. So after that, she escalated it. <laughs> oh, a lot! Like, well, yeah, because her first plan didn't work. So exponentially. So she killed Voral, poor, sweet, innocent little Voral. No. Um, while her family slept, and then tried to frame Bahamut. How? Oh, poor. No. I know. I'm like really upset over this dragon that I didn't even know existed until just now. Yeah, like I, I gave you to him and then immediately took him away by telling you I that just, he died. How do you go from break your brother's toys to I'm just going to kill you? <laughs> to murder. In one fell swoop. I'm just like, going to go ahead and say, like, I'm just going to go ahead and say it, like, no, like concern for others or like it sounds like she's just entirely interested in her own motives and just that it doesn't click for her that other people are people she just like quintuples all of her yeah like first is like breaking toys and there's like four more steps in between that but then murder murder because five heads five times the problems nice um sorry i didn't i didn't think quintuple and think that was enough i had to go for more um so anyway she tries to frame Bahamut for the murder of Voral, 
And and she she did this kind of banking on the idea that Aya would react the exact same way she would, which is he would be extremely pissed off and, and just kill. immediately take action instead of stopping and thinking about it, which he didn't take action and stopped and thought about it. And after investigating the matter and figuring out the truth that Tiamat did it, he banished Tiamat to, I guess, the Prime Material Plane. I love you, daughter, but you killed my favorite son (laughs) and definitely tried to free my second favorite son. Let's not jump into that one too much. (laughs) I was like, I love all my children equally earlier that day. I don't care for Tiamat. (laughs) I mean, I don't I don't know that to be true because this this myth did actually say that he was like heartbroken about it and he did love Tiamat. Right. Like, yeah. Um, So he banished Tiamat for the whole murder framing thing. Um, And this kind of poisoned the 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 love she had for her father because like yeah she was jealous but she she did it because she wanted the like love and attention she did it because she loved him i mean but like in a in a father-daughter yeah i mean that I, i i was yeah yeah she i was going with the traditional response that like some some murderers go with like i did it because i loved them or something like that also like can i just say Kind of Azula. Yeah. A little bit. Um, a little bit. Going back into our love for Avatar The Last Airbender. Like, yeah. I'm not I'm not saying that it's exactly the same, but kind no, of. No, I mean, she sounds as bad as psycho as Azula was. I would say actually significantly more. I don't mm. know. I mean, well, towards the end there? I mean, okay, maybe, <clears throat> maybe the level of, like, internal problems was the same, but I feel like Tiamat had a lot more far-reaching consequences. And okay, yeah. You know what? I'm not caught up on the comics, but I think Azula was starting to turn it around. I am also not caught up on the comics. The comics are still going. Yes. Well, I don't. I think that the the Avatar ones have been gone. I no, just they're still going. What? Yeah. Oh, dang. Okay, we're gonna go take a break and read some comics. Um. Anyway, so she's off doing her thing now, and she's really angry at her dad, says <laughs> <laughs> you are. Um. And so she was like, fuck this, and decided that she was going to unleash the evil chromatic dragons. Um, As you. Her dad kicked her out. Um, So now she's just throwing a temper tantrum. Yes. (laughs) A really, really bad temper tantrum. Um, And so this is what kind of, like, Bahamut started doing his thing in response to her. Okay. Because he was like, well, somebody's got to take care of this. It's like... The d- the dad loves his daughter too much to really do anything about it. So the brother's like, okay, well, yeah, I, I'll I'll do it because it, something needs to be done. Yeah, I mean, the Bahamas sounds like a nice guy. I might do an, another episode on what a nice guy he was later. But so it and it notes that I I don't know if this was supposed to be framed specifically as like Io actively regretting his the, some of the decisions he made. Right. But it notes that this chain of events caused him to lose all three of his children. Quote, one to death, one to evil, and one to good. Oh Yeah. Because Bahamut went off to go do his whole crusader thing. No. Poor Io. Yeah. What? It, you made a face. He's like freaking creator like he's not lonely he can get the fuck over it <laughs> he can just make more kids Aww. i mean he By probably himself. could have brought the simple-minded one back to life first of all hypothetically secondly he can still go see his other son that's still alive but also he can watch them like all the time because he's a creator god this is a myth 
So this might not have even happened. Ooh. Ooh. But also, like, yeah, you can spy on your kids, but then all you see is your daughter just sulking in the nine hells, being all sad and angry. Popping out evil babies. And then you look at your son, and he's just mindlessly hunting for your daughter to kill her. And, like going around doing stuff and he's just constantly busy so you can't go talk to him and it's just it's all it's all sad Mm. it's so sad that you had to gesticulate and hit your mic yes mic stand i'm just Um, saying it's sad so fourth edition was actually a high point for tiamat oh so she now instead of in the nine hells lives in what's called tetherian mm-hmm um, which is also referred to as the Endless Night, which is a dark domain within the Astral Sea. Oh, okay. So she, she got her own little domain. That's nice. Yeah, she's chilling there. She's constantly fighting over another god for it, but... What god? I did not write down that god's name. It's okay. It's whatever. She's, she's fighting some motherfucker. So her alignment, I think, has also been changed to uh, neutral evil. And I say I think because in the table I was looking at... There was no neutral evil, neutral good, true neutral. That was all. Uh, there were only you know the chaotic and lawful, and then you had good evil, and then unaligned. So I'm assuming that those things translate to she was neutral. Like that would translate to neutral evil, neutral good, and then unaligned would translate to true neutral. Because for whatever reason, they decided not to use the word true neutral. The word yeah, the word neutral. I believe she's neutral evil. I can get um, behind that. I think. Also, this this sort of extended her portfolio even more, I think, into vengeance and violence than it was before. I mean, maybe not violence. She's always been pretty fucking violent. <laughs> um, and it this uh, there's some really good, really good phrasing in here. And as a as a deity, Tiamat commanded her followers to forgive no slight and to take whatever they want for, quote, those who lack the strength to defend their possessions are not worthy to own them. Oh. Which reminds me kind of of the vibe of the Outlaw Council that we talked about. Oh, yeah, in the Pathfinder episode. Yeah, that it's like, it's okay to take something from someone if they can't do anything about yeah, it. If you fight them for it and they lose, then you get to take it. Yeah, then it's, you're right, because they weren't strong enough to defend their possessions. Um, also, as an encounter, because, I mean, obviously in all of these, Tiamat is an encounter. Right. Um, she is fucking terrifying in 4th edition because she, you know, has all of her, like, standard, like, she can use different breath weapons. Yeah. Of her different colored heads. And she also has more HP than the Tarask pre-Dragon Magner. <clears throat> so she has, like, I oh. believe 1,600 hit points. Jesus. Oh, my God. Yeah. And also, like, if you get her HP down low enough, she just teleports away, too. She does that also. So you can't kill her unless you, like, insta-kill her, basically. Yeah, you, 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 you can't. is impossible. Matt's like, I'm a bad bitch. You can't kill, kill me. me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she's, uh, she's terrifying. Do also, all of her heads get their own attack per... Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Also, um, I forget the specific details of this, but she doesn't use initiative. She just moves whenever, like, she she moves, like, in some bosses in video games, I'm specifically thinking of some bosses in Shin Megami Tensei that m- do certain actions at 
specific points in in battle after a certain number of turns have gone by. Uh-huh. And I believe Tiamat functions like that also. Okay. So there's this function, fourth edition, where like you can essentially concuss one of her heads. Like it something that would make a normal monster lose their turn instead concusses one of her heads. So the Jeez. other four can still move. Good. <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> great and cool. Great and cool. So as we and I believe is it fourth edition? No, in third edition, she has the same frightful presence of the Taras. Oh, God. Also, her AC is 69 in third nice. edition. <laughs> nice. And also, can I say, bad. <laughs> yeah, that's really high. That's quite high. It, like, fourth edition was a high point for Tiamat. Also, <laughs> it's kind of funny, and this is kind of, this is maybe not actually funny, but to me, it is. Because in, in a lot of earlier editions... Um, like when they describe her, it's obviously like, you know, she's got five heads, but they describe her, her body as being like fat with like stubby little legs. But I believe in fourth edition, she's described as like sinuous. So they slendered her down. <laughs> so they, they slimmed her down. Um, but I think it's kind of funny because like, she's this like scary, but she's got little, like little T-Rex little arms. T-Rex arms. <laughs> I don't know. It's funny for me. Anyway, uh, Tiamat's very frightening in fourth edition. It's a it's a high point for her stat wise, I think too. Now we're 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 in the present. We're in fifth edition. Yay! And she's still she's back in Avernus, and this is where in earlier I talked about a little bit. She's described as being imprisoned there. I believe she's also still guarding the passageway into Dis. But the lair, I think, oh, this might actually have something to do with it. The lair is being run by a new archdevil. Uh, a, uh, they call her an archduchess, and her name is Zariel, and she deposed Belle. So that might actually be part of the reason why Tiamat's kind of imprisoned there. Okay. So, like, new management moved in, and she got demoted, maybe. <laughs> but there's still that factor of the supposed ancient contract that exists between Asmodeus and Tiamat, apparently the terms of which are only known by Tiamat and the Lords of the Nine Hells. Hmm. So... That, I think I think that's kayfabe for them just saying like she's there, she's there, just she's there, with she's her. there for some reason, whatever. Or just leaving it up to the DM. Yeah, exactly. Like maybe they, it could come into play. Maybe you need to figure out why Tiamat's there, and you gotta yeah sneak in and find the contract and burn it up, and then Tiamat's your ally. Great. So that's what I was thinking. Like you can free her from that, and she'll help you get passed into the next. And then she'll be like, hey, worship me and bring me rubies. And you're like, thanks, I'm good, actually. And then she eats you with one of her heads. And then she eats your four other friends with her other heads. It's a happy ending for everyone. Yay! That's uh, not not all of what I have. Um, she's also in Dragonlance, kind of. She doesn't exist as Tiamat in Dragonlance. She exists as a counterpart known as Takisis? Takisis? Takis? Talkies. I don't. Not sponsored. I don't. Um, I don't know how to pronounce that name. Um, and she's more actually of a of a I would say higher level deity in Dragonlance. Um, because she embodies like evil in the right. world. Um, but she's still good old queen of chromatic dragons, five heads in uh, in Dragonlance. Um, I didn't. I didn't go <clears throat> too much into it because I'm not super familiar with Dragonlance. Yeah, um, me either. And there was there's a whole there's a whole lot about her in there. 
And the last thing that we're going to end on is to touch on a few of what I think is more notable examples of some kids she's had. Okay. From a lot of the, just a lot of the fucking she's been doing. <laughs> because, like, this this dragon woman is a hedonist. So, um, introduced in 4th edition, she has what is referred to as the spawn of Tiamat. And not all of the spawn of Tiamat come directly from her own, like, nests. Right. Um, I believe they originated from there. Uh, she was described, I think, as literally experimenting on her own eggs. <laughs> Just because why not? Yeah. Why not? Every, every like, evil person... Experiments. In Dungeons & Dragons experiments, it's, like, gets into science at some point. So these are basically... But they mostly appear randomly in the broods of chromatic dragons. And they are divided based on, like, types. And so you have some that just come from black dragons, some that just come from blue dragons, red dragons... Um, et cetera, et cetera. And basically they fulfilled different, like what you would think of as different roles in like an army. So you have like generals, assassins, foot soldiers, and these being born are kind of helping turn the tide in her favor against Bahamut. <laughs> Cause they've Scary. been basically at war for like ever. <laughs> um, and she's also got a couple of specific kids that were talked about, and these are from a way older edition, but I think they're cool. Well, I say way older. That were uh, expanded on in Dragon Magazine issue 260. We have Anur, the Wandering Death, which is a ghostly dragon. Ooh. Said to have been born from Tiamat's breath, and he wanders the ethereal plane feeding on energy. And he nice. may, he basically just kind of hangs out there. Uh, like, he's still evil, but he's largely just ignoring the conflict between his mother and his uncle. <laughs> he just fucked off to his own place. It was like, I don't really care that much. I'm going to eat some ghosts. <laughs> I'm going to eat some ghosts. <laughs> we have Dakor the Corrupter, oh. a black dragon who commands legions of undead and seduced several of Tiamat's generals in order to kind of bide his time for his own grand plan, which is to destroy all life in the multiverse. Oh. Including his mother. Um, he, be he, he believes this weak. And it's kind of funny because basically their relationship is that he's off here with his own little army of the undead. And Tiamat's like, hmm, that's a problem I'm going to have to deal with at some point. <laughs> but she just doesn't really because she's not super worried about it. Uh. But she's just like, oh, my idiot son. <laughs> Just off doing whatever. And finally, my favorite, because of the implications, is Mordekaver, who is a two-headed dragon. He's two-fifths of the way there. Who mm -hmm. um, is apparently a begat of Tiamat and one of the Dark Eight, which is a group of pit fiend generals residing in the deepest layer of hell. They're kind of like Asmodeus is like personal guys. So nice. the implication here being that she just had an orgy with all the generals. Oh, oh, okay. No, I was thinking one of them. She's like oh. she just had sex with one of them. Oh, you went right to an yeah. Orgy. That's all I was thinking about too. You went straight to the orgy. My bad. <laughs> I mean, you know what? She'd probably be down. Probably. Um. <laughs> ew. My bad. It's okay. <laughs> oh man, that's a. Uh, you know, I was about to say that's an excellent visual, but that's actually a visual I really didn't want. <laughs> Ew. My bad. Okay, well. <laughs> and see, and I really like this because I feel like it also provides a really good opportunity that, like, your dungeon master could just be like, 
Yo, I'm going to make Tiamat fuck, like, the Tarask, and you could just make, like, a baby. Oh, God, You could just yeah. make a really scary baby. Okay, but the Tarask... Isn't the Tarask too stupid to fuck? <sighs> probably. I'm just saying. I, You know, and the Primordial is probably... Does fucking require a certain level of intelligence? Yes. Yes. I think it does. Because isn't that just, like, a base instinct? Okay, I mean, yes. But the Tarask was also, like, a weapon. So maybe the Primordials didn't create it. To fuck with the with the desire, or maybe let's be real, maybe even the physicality to do that. No, yeah, that's true too. But yeah, so that's a you know a few really interesting like specific ones that uh, somebody wrote about. So I really I really enjoyed. Those. Yeah, I, I especially I, the two headed half pit fiend one. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's that's Tiamat. She's Great and awful, and I love her. There's, there's five of her, and she just... I mean, really, there's only one of her. She just has five heads. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But there were five of this person. I think the entire universe would be fucked. I mean, she could have, like, Literally. five... She could have five... A- <laughs> I mean, she could hypothetically have, like, five avatars. True. She just makes them sometimes to go off and do things but no i think she i think she's really cool just because for one i feel like she's such a staple in like popular culture yeah like oh yeah tiamat the five-headed dragon queen and this is her you know prime appearance in in pop culture and i i like how committed just how committed she is to her bit yeah of just being like she just she just wants to spread evil and chromatic dragons. And, and have a lot of sex. Have a lot of sex, have a lot of treasure, have a lot of sex on her treasure hoard, probably. And, you know, it's... I don't goals. Know. Yeah. I didn't say that. I mean, goals. I did. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's great. I, I, I enjoyed listening about her, like... Mm-hmm. And also, she's the primary antagonist of, like, two... Adventure modules in fifth edition. Ooh, yeah, that that that's that's it. Yeah, that's that's Tiamat. Probably Bahamut episode forthcoming at some point. You know, I keep I keep committing to so like multi part episodes. Yeah, I, I'm like I do one that is gonna pretty much need a follow up. I don't know, and then I don't. I don't know how you did it with Eberron, just one after the other. I made myself do it. I admire you, and I think I speak for all of us when I say we need elves part two. It's coming. Is it? I mean, it is. At some point. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say it's coming like next week or whatever, because it's not. But like, it's there. And also, I believe next week is my research week anyways. No, we're doing helps. Okay. <laughs> I just, that's how you get me to do it is you just say like, no. And then I just like steamroll like, no, we're doing this. <laughs> anyway thank you guys so much for listening don't forget to follow us on twitter on instagram on tumblr wherever you so desire at dungeonpedia tell your friends i'm sure your friends have heard of tiamat somewhere but maybe they want to hear about how much she liked to fuck (laughs) (laughs) or maybe they don't and you're we're just going to surprise them with that knowledge and either way you're a good friend for telling them yes (laughs) It, it works either way if you have anything that you want to suggest to us as a topic or tell us to stop talking about how much a five-headed dragon fucks, you can uh, email us at our email address, dungeonpedia.podcast.gmail.com. 
Well, thank you once again for listening, and we're going to catch you next week here on Dungeonpedia. Or more elves. Just kidding. It better be elves.